Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike, the intern in the studio on a Thursday morning. I tell you this right now, neither myself or Ned were up at midnight (laughs) this morning to watch the British Open kick off. But uh, now that we know... Uh, several groups have teed off. Who's in the lead as of right now? The leader is a young American. He's a rookie on the PGA Tour named Cameron Young. And so far, he is through 13 holes and is seven under par. That is pretty good. In fact, that's three strokes ahead of the lead. Now, the second place, one of the second place players, is a guy named Barkley Brown. Is that not British or what? And he is a Brit, but he's a Brit from Stanford University. Thank you. All-America in the USA. Anyway, Barkley Brown at four under par has finished. Kurt Kitayama, who is also an American player, four under par as well. Rory McIlroy, four under par, still playing in the first round. And many of the big names, including Tiger Woods, have yet to tee off. Exciting stuff, and I'm glad they can at least uh, get some golf done without any drama or back and forth. (laughs) So uh, good stuff. And uh, we do have a golfing lady bear that just got a huge honor here locally, which is pretty cool. Name is Faith Belmer, and Faith is a senior, a graduated senior from Missouri State University. She is the new Missouri Ladies Amateur Champion. She won the event yesterday at Norwood Hills in St. Louis. She finished with a 400 par 67 to finish at 6 under for the tournament. Faith Belmer, she is, while a student at Missouri State, she is from Owasso, Oklahoma, but nonetheless, she is the Missouri Amateur Champion, and that is very, very good. That's high. Congratulations. Big congratulations to her, and uh, it's awesome stuff. Last but not least, it's going to be shakeups here in the college uh, sports world coming up, and uh, I think the first one in uh, the Big 12, new commish. New commissioner actually takes over the job in two weeks, but he was there yesterday at their media day. His name is Brett Yormark. Mr. Yormark, folks, has an extensive marketing background and that I find this to be very enlightening because that's what many of these college conferences are figuring out now you have to have marketing to your program you better because that's the only way it's going to succeed he has been with Jay's knee uh, Jay-Z's uh, rock nation are you familiar with them <laughs> no <laughs> no I'm probably about as familiar with it as you are man <laughs> well he has been an executive with them and that's a pretty big deal and then he's also an executive and the CEO of the Brooklyn Nets of the NBA. So this guy knows what's going on, Brett Yormark, and he said, quote, Big 12 Conference is open for business. Well, um, he they are right in the sense that some of these conferences need to do a little bit better job or uh, I don't know what courting, whatever you want to call it, because right now, in my opinion, SEC rules supreme across the board, my friend. Well, Mike, it's over and above that because the Big Ten is expanding with two new ones and maybe two more after that because there's going to be a lot more expansion that goes on. But it's how many of these conferences survive. As a matter of fact, there are folks out of the Pac-12. This is one of the legendary conferences in the country with UCLA, Southern Cal leaving now and the chances that Oregon and Washington leave. Many of the folks are saying, that's the death knell. We're out of there. We're not going to exist anymore because the Big 12 is going to come in and take Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah. Brigham Young is already in the Big 12. Hey, things are changing and changing rapidly. Very, very quickly. So I got to watch a little bit of the game last night, and uh, I think I made it to about the third, fourth inning. It was 0-0 when I stopped watching. Tell me the Cardinals were able to pull it out. 
I can tell you they were not able to pull it out. <sighs> this, was, this game was a mirror image of the game the night before, only in a different sense. So you say, well, it's a different sense, it's a mirror image. Well, how about this? Cardinals had a 6 to nothing lead going into the 7th inning. That game's over, folks. That's a win. Normally. Yet, yet it wasn't a win. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers they're playing. Dodgers didn't give up. Got some key hits in the seventh. Got two runs. Three more runs in the eighth inning. Two more in the ninth. They win the game seven to six. Reversal of the score of the night before when the Cardinals won it seven to six. Now, only time will tell whether or not this one comes back to haunt the Cardinals, but Oh, you don't let 6 nothing leads get away in the late innings the way they did. And that's because the Cardinals' bullpen is fatigued at the moment. Adam Wainwright had a great game going. He left the game in the top of the sixth inning. He was getting fatigued, and he'd pitched in and out of jams. He'd walked four. And the Cardinals decided, Oliver Marmol decided time to get the relievers in there, and the relievers did not hold the cannon that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They pumped away and get a 7-6 to win. That's, that's a tough one to go. They'll play again at Bush Stadium, and then, of course, the Cincinnati Reds come in, then it's the All-Star break. Can't believe we're already to the halfway point of the season. Blows my mind. Uh, Royals, they get a win yesterday? Royals did, 5-2, to two, knocked off the Detroit Tigers. That's a very nice win, and yet it's a, it's a Pyrrhic victory, and I'll tell you why in just a second or two. Springfield Cardinals get a win. Gordon Graceffo, he is the kid from uh, Villanova, who is a really top-notch product. He went seven innings, uh, struck out five, just allowed a few hits to the Tulsa Drillers. One run, three to one. Springfield Cardinals get the win. That's a very nice win for the Springbirds. Big time. And like you said yesterday, we're in the second half of the uh, season for the Texas League, and the Springfield Cardinals looking like they might make a run for the postseason. We'll see. Only time can tell. Um, Now let's go back to the Royals. Uh, What about the absentees this weekend? There are ten of them. Ten guys who will not be permitted to play. The Royals are going to Toronto. Same thing that happened to the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday and the day before. And ten players are not vaccinated. Well, in Canada, you can't go in without vaccination. All right, you can give up ten players. That gives you a squad of 16, except that the ten players include Andrew Benintendi, the only all-star from the Kansas City Royals, Hunter Dozier, a big bat, M.J. Melendez, who has played very well this year. Whit Merrifield, who is the uh, kind of the guru of the team, the spiritual leader. Michael Taylor, the outstanding young center fielder. Cam Gallagher, Kyle Isbell, and three pitchers, one of whom is Dylan Coleman, Missouri State University. Brady Singer and Brad Keller are the others. They're all starters. Well, Coleman is not a starter. He's a reliever. But the other two, ten players who will not be permitted to suit up. So the Royals go in to play the Toronto Blue Jays. Very shorthanded. 16 players. That's all they'll have. And that's a weekend series. Then it's the All-Star break. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Maybe playing you with the Royals. You want to go to Canada with me? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tonight. Chiefs happy hour. Uh, 5.30. Blue Room Comedy Club. Mitch, Danon, and it should be a blast. It will be.